This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. Welcome to CT Startup. Uh, this is Chris Tomorrow with Sublime Exposure Online. Eric Francis with Trifecta Ecosystems. Andrew Ginsberg with Loki. Oh, look at that. He just introduced just himself. Just we didn't even get yeah, a chance. Yeah, no, have to. Andrew's really comfortable. This is uh, technically his third time on our show. Yeah. Uh, though this will be the second cast you actually get to hear because I made a boo-boo and lost the last one. <laughs> so I'm just going to fall on my sword for that one. Totally wasn't Dave's fault. <laughs> but uh, Andrew here is uh, one of Connecticut's kind of rising startup app uh, pioneers or whatever you want, stars. He's, I don't know uh, about all that. He's actually, he's, he's got, you know, he's filming us right now with his app, uh, Loki, there. Uh, you, Andrew, you want to tell people about Loki? Sure. So uh, Loki is a live streaming app, and the premise is it's an ability. It's the ability to capture live experiences from multiple different points of view. If people are in the same location attending the same event, uh, we then give the ability for viewers to essentially uh, stitch together those different points of view into their own personal live broadcast. So you get to choose your experience based on all the different points of views that are available to you. Now, now this is this is definitely uh, this is a bold move, you know, just going into the video streaming, going into the video world when there's all these big players, you know. But on the same token, this is this is kind of unique, huh? This is kind of like putting the power of uh, multiple, you know, professional cameras in your pocket, you know, because all of a sudden you can you can do a whole bunch of neat things with this, can't you? Yeah, and uh, the, yeah, there's a lot of different use cases for this. Um, looking at the live broadcasting space, there's a lot of uh, issues, uh, obviously in the news sector, but also looking into things like the music space and sports entertainment in general. Uh, the more we've been talking to different organizations, the more we've been seeing uh, kind of a gap in the market for affordable, convenient, multi-angle live video streaming. And we're trying to see how that how that has implications in the broader live media space as a whole. So so interestingly enough, you know, when we first met Andrew, we were uh, we were at UConn for the what is it the the tip program or uh, IQ IQ program. Innovation there we Quest. go. Yeah yeah innovation quest. Thanks Eric. Um, and you know Andrew is one of the participants, and he you know we got to sit down and talk to him when Loki was still in its infancy. Uh, now you know wh that's what over a year ago now, huh? Yeah, definitely over a year ago, about a year and a half a ago. A year and a half now. It was like summer of 2017. Yep. Oh, how time flies. <laughs> and, you know, Loki has grown up. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, you yeah. have an iPhone version now, you have, uh, right? You do, yep. yep. That was I'd say it's at about like the teenager phase right now. <laughs> the teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. It's an adolescent. adolescent. There yeah. you go. It's not a full-grown adult, but it's definitely uh, getting there. Oh, look, it looks like so Eric yeah, has I Loki just, up. Uh, yep, there you I go. Just got, a, got it live. Yeah, we're having. I think there's a little bit of data connection issues right now. We might have to figure out the Wi-Fi situation, but um, yeah, we got a couple different angles going right now, which is pretty cool. Nice. 
So what made you kind of get into this space? Like why, I mean, were you at, were you doing a lot of streaming at events? Were you doing that kind of stuff? No. Well, I started as a digital media and design major at UConn. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just a fan. I was just curious. Um, my really my passions come from looking at the intersection between humanities and technology mm -hmm. and how we can take advantage of what's our, at our disposal to create um, better ways for us to see and understand the world. Okay. Um, and we, I was I was coming up as a senior, um, and we were looking at kind of rising platforms. Facebook had just integrated Facebook Live. Twitter had just acquired Periscope. Mm -hmm. There was clearly interest in that space. Um, but the social component of live, the social media component is really harmful. And we started picking up on that and looking at, um, it, this was all during the 2016 election mm -hmm. and looking at kind of how this uh, terminology around fake news was being generated and how we th this young and up and up and coming group though has lived on social media is actually looking for authenticity for the first time and we've come to understand that the the things we use to understand the world are incredibly inauthentic so um it was really more on a philosophical level if we could redesign a new way for us to interact and capture mm -hmm. the world in more dynamic and interactive ways how would that look if we started from scratch and we erased what social media yep. if we just put aside what social media was doing and looked at the technology that we have now how would that work and that's kind of what led us to developing loki so, so the idea is that basically you can choose the perspective that you want to see in the world yeah. you know kind of a thing yep. and there's no there's no comment is there any comments or anything like that on, on these streams or no as of now, there's no commenting. No. Um, it is the, that kind of like purposeful. It's it like is. That's like we don't need that. <laughs> right. Already. Who, who needs the peanut like, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because we are we're choosing. You, you as the viewer are making the determination based on who you're looking at. Yep. It's not about critiquing what they're doing. It's about looking at what everyone's doing and then determining for yourself what is true and what isn't, mm -hmm. or what is the what is the most entertaining aspect of it. With social media, you only have one perspective. If you're not happy or you're dissatisfied, your reaction, your only thing you can do is, is either react to it with likes or, or comments. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's, it will be curious to see uh, how our community ends up using the platform in that way. And um, we're kind of, that's one thing that right now, as we're getting this out to a small community, mm -hmm is commenting or is some sort of way for the user to engage with the content creator going to be necessary and what is that going to look like how can we develop that in a way that isn't so toxic yep. um, compared to what it looks like on youtube or facebook right now all right so we're so i guess the, the one of the big things that kind of popped in my mind is is you go to a sporting event they are uh you're streaming this live CBS doesn't get any ads on that, right? Sure. You go to a comedy show and somebody's streaming this live. Well, they didn't pay to get in there. And like, you know, that's not, you know, it wasn't meant for the person on the other side of the screen, right? Sure. It was meant for the person in the room. How have you kind of addressed that? Have you seen artists or other people being like, actually, I want this perspective or I don't want this perspective? Sure. So, so it's going to, that, that is going to be an interesting uh, space issue to look into as we continue to grow and mm -hmm. scale. Um, at this stage, we're, we're collaborating with amateur, aspiring, or um, creators that are trying to get discovered. For yep. example, we're working with a small local Connecticut band right now. Okay. Um, and they're just trying to get notoriety and get um, 
better coverage and they want to when they're going on tour they want to be able to share with their fans what their live concerts look like because they can't afford high light coverage and they wouldn't be able to monetize yep. off of that right now so from that extent they see loki as a huge uh way to fill a gap that they're looking for okay. um to your question about okay yes if the community gets larger and larger then the ability to live stream a basketball game or a professional sporting event becomes more feasible and yeah. what does that look like um, and the, the, the real answer is um, we're, it's pretty unclear. It's kind of gray territory right now because anyone at a basketball game could take out their phone now, and right? record now. The only difference is how we organize and aggregate and synchronize all of those different perspectives into one thing. So what are the implications of that? Yeah. Um, it's like it's like Snapchat's already doing that with like the different right. they, where you can like tag where you are like right. do that one little fit and then right. you can get on the screen and yeah. and eventually I think the way that we're kind of going to uh, take advantage or um, have some of incentivization is actually collaborating with those big media organizations yeah. which is like here's affordable authentic coverage of your sporting event that clearly people want like if if that value comes through and yeah. the problem is that too many people are using our platform instead of their professional live broadcasts, well, guess what? You have to get with the times, man. This is the world we live in now where people, again, want authenticity. They don't really care about necessarily having commentary overlaying throughout the event. They just want to feel like they're there and they want to have control over the experience. Yeah. So how can they, how can we provide value to those organizations as well, not just the people attending or mm -hmm. the people who are trying to get, to be able to watch it for free? Okay, all right. So again, you're, you're the the creator that you're going after is a, is just the creator that's looking to be discovered. I mean, that's the and and using a different platform. I mean, what actually kind of comes to mind for me is like Vine. Sure. It's it, well, Vine was maybe like five six years ago now, and you know oh got, got got yeah. acquired by Twitter and all, the whole thing. But you know, what's even I think is funnier is that some of the first people I saw on Vine doing like their little skits and everything like that are like in movies now. And yeah. like they're oh yeah and like they're like oh like a lot of these Vine people became like serious massive influencers. I mean, you yeah. like you're talking about like the, the Jake Pauls and the yeah. Logan Pauls, but I mean they were started on Vine and all that kind of stuff. So it's a similar similar type of thing. Which the Vine was, you know, like the stupid little antics of a six second you know kind of a thing. Where this one's much longer. Mm -hmm. You can technically do it. You know, so obviously different types of creators. Yes. You know you know clearly those were those were shtick comedy I guess creators for the Vine right there. Like you know I have literal six seconds of fame. So, um, sure. I mean, well, yeah. Look at Logan Paul, and yep. yeah, like you said, Jake Paul. Those guys are like massive. <laughs> they're huge. They're they're bigger. Than I don't think we should be. I don't think we should be. You know, <laughs> likening anything. To, you know, bringing Logan Paul. Up. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> like let's 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 yeah. Sure. Screw that. Guy. No, I'm just yeah. I'm just kidding. But um. But 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 it's true. It's that's true. The, that's the other side of it, though, is that um, you're you're the band that you're going after, right? They want a, another way to connect with their audience. Now, question: Why doesn't Facebook fill that gap for them? Sure, and I, I think it, it, go, it goes back to kind of the point I was making earlier about, I mean, if you look at Facebook now for from a millennial and Gen mm -hmm. Z standpoint, they're they don't fit Facebook's demographic anymore. Facebook was made 15 years ago now, something like that. Um, oh my God. They, yeah, they haven't Facebook yeah. the platform yeah. for one. There's there's the there's the Instagrams, which is well, like what yeah. Facebook owns, of course. But if we're talking about Facebook, that platform, not necessarily Facebook, the company. Yeah. The Facebook platform was built off of a very singular purpose, which was social networking, a way for you to com collaborate and communicate with friends, share 
your personal moments. It wasn't meant for a mass media broadcasting platform. And that's inherently, I think, why Facebook is so toxic right now, because they're trying to make it a mass media broadcasting platform, which isn't, it isn't built that way because they use these algorithms and ways to aggregate content in a very biased and singular way. It's a bubble. It's a bunch of bubbles. It only shows you stuff that it thinks you want to see and it doesn't give you a chance to necessarily right. discover new stuff. Right. So in a way, on a, on a more philosophical level, what we're doing goes against Facebook's brand and their, their idea of how media should work. Um, so, that's why I think Facebook isn't really filling that gap right now because their priority is I'm a person who wants to share my own personal experience and I want to get the validation of my friends through likes and comments that I'm living an amazing life. It's not I want to be a part of something bigger with a community of potential strangers and capture this communal interesting experience mm -hmm. on a more ephemeral level. So that's uh, it's kind of interesting because – you talk about going, you know, seeing these different, um, these different uh, shows, concerts, whatever, from a different point point of view, right? And so, from my my standpoint, is like, so I have to go, like, you know, I, I'm gonna p poke a little bit at sure. it. Sure. I have to go through a bunch of other people's points of views before I find one that works. You know, that's like, it, and and a lot of people, just like with Facebook, is that I'm gonna always tend to find the point of view that is most similar to my point of view, mm -hmm. or to the you know, you know, kind of a thing. And so what it kind of jumps out at me is like, do you have people that are, 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 I guess, famous for their point of view or for the, you know, you know, kind of the, just like the Vine star, right? There's a lot of people started following the Vine stars and getting into it and then all that kind of stuff. But with this is that I would assume that there's going to be some people's, um, it, it uh, almost like Justin TV, mm. you, you know, the, the yeah. idea of Justin and Twitch and yeah. everything following somebody around like this is almost the, the exact same thing. Right. Sure. But you're going to go to their, you know, I get to follow them to the concert they went to and I get to follow them to this and yeah. I get to follow them to that. Kind of. So it was just, it was just, that just kind of popped in my head. I was just like, Oh man. And you know, five years, there's going to be like personalities that just like, follow me around, or, you know, mm -hmm. my point of view for the day kind of a thing. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and it, again, like that's, that's one side of it. And I think that's still a very social component, which mm -hmm. is like, you're not there. You're not there to watch the concert. You're there to watch the person, that at person the concert at or, the, exactly. Yeah. And I think again, like we're look. If you look at traditional media, you want to watch the basketball game. You don't necessarily want to watch Kendall Jenner sitting in the front row of the basketball game the entire yep. time. Some people, but you might want to swap to that point of view <laughs> for five minutes while while you're while maybe there's a commercial break or something. Yep. Um. So it, it's it's kind of it's again that that traveling experience. It's not about ca it's not about capturing a single individual person. It's about capturing a, a shared experience. Yep. And we don't see that existing really in the media landscape. The first instance of that that we saw was kind of the Snapchat stories, our okay. stories kind of thing. Um, and that really, I think, shows the, the power that show, that um, using multiple different points of view to tell a story, mm -hmm. it can really do. Yeah. Um, and looking into the future of what we're doing, like right now this exists as a – just a mobile phone there's not really it's it's pretty boilerplate it's the way we stitch every all the video content together but once we implement things like ai once we look explore things beyond the phone space looking into vr or ar mm -hmm. um the way that you can travel and traverse an experience and the way that we can deliver that immersive experience in a more interesting way once we have that information mm -hmm. could really be something that we can't even 
think of right now. Okay. Um, using 3D pho- photogrammetry to create a uh, a way a way so that you can traverse it in 3D space um, instead of just picking different points of view. Um, so you're then you're so you're actually aggregating these on the back end too, and then stitching them all together, or how? Is yeah, it? so it's all it's live, but yep. we also feed all the content through the back end, and we archive it so that everything gets automatically synchronized. So you can scrub in time through an event, and all the different points of view are synchronized okay. in real time. So again, for that live event that went later, like the you know the, for all the people who wanted to see the Grateful Dead, you know, or right. fish, you know, after after the fact, right? So yeah, exactly, yeah. Nice, nice. Actually, I could see that those point of views would be pretty fun, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and different festival views yeah. and everything like that. You know, I'm, I just came back from a festival, and, you know, I was going through some of my videos, and uh, I was like, wow, I wish I could have seen what I looked like. <laughs> I, I, I see what everybody else looks like. Wow, we were having a great time. What the hell was I doing? So, but, um, you know, that's, that's uh, something I do kind of want to circle back on is, is the music side of this. Because, you know, sure. I'm, a, I'm a music junkie. I know you're, you know, uh, a big music guy, too, and... The band you were working with, uh, one time weekend there, you know, I, I know they were pretty excited about this. Um, what was, how did they, you know, how was the response? Yeah, so we worked with them on, they had a gig on Black Friday, mm-hmm. and we went in, helped them capture that event. We spoke to members of their audience, and they actually downloaded the app and participated in capturing it. We had awesome. like seven different perspectives going at one point. What? Yeah, and uh, they looked back on it, and they were really excited. Um, they saw a huge potential and, and kind of the reaction that I received from one of their managers and even um, their, their kind of front man was like, how can, how can we like take this to the next level? Like, yeah. how can we make it better? Oh, let's think about ways to like put the phones on the microphone so we can get like really close up views of each member of the band. And uh, let's, let's use promotions. Like we'll give you free stickers or free t-shirts if you, join or and we use some sort of social engineering and point system to gamify that experience from a broadcasting point of view um but it was very clear that even even having people in the audience once some people were using it and people like looked over and saw the interface they're like oh what's that that's really interesting um and they they were intrigued and wanted to be a part of that there there is something to be said about um not being so isolated in this digital world and and, uh, and having a platform where you're on your phone, but you're also on your phone with other people and creating with other people that seemed to be really resonating. And the band went back, looked at it, the, and the reaction was, yeah, this is really, this is a really interesting, cool experience. They were pleasantly surprised by the audio that was captured by the phones, which was really interesting to hear. Um, and yeah, we covered a three hour long gig for them for free from, from uh, seven different points of view. Yeah. And, and so I assume that like people weren't like three hours the entire time, right? No, so it's like right. so it's almost like listen, can you just capture one song, yeah. you know, or just do one song? So it's not you know you're not invasive, you're not because again we all want to get to the point where we're not like you know have our phones in, in people's faces, the sure. entire, you know. So it's it's one of those things where I do think that that's a creative thing where if the band asks them, just listen, we're trying to do this live thing, we're trying to do it, but we need your help. Can you just record one song? Just record your favorite song, yada yada yada. And I think that would. Because, again, they're a part of the stitch, maybe. And actually, thinking about, uh, what is it, record.me, the, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. box, maybe, you know, it might be interesting. So do they get it free anyways? Like, the uh, like you can go on anybody and see, like, the past events and everything, yeah, right? Yeah, right now, that, that this kind of uh, early release version nice. is, is totally usable for yeah. free. Yeah. So if there's some way the band can give maybe, like, a free um, – 
you know, a free con- um, ticket to a concert or something like that, you know, the, again, right. the unification. And actually doing that up with record.me and having a video and and an actual, like, uh, audio track of it, may, you, that may be a little All, uh, all of a sudden, oh, we're little, making connections. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. you know. Uh, I, know I know record.me. <laughs> they were yeah. part of uh, Research. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 I know yeah. those guys as well. Yeah, I would, I would assume that they, there has to be something there with we've, all his uh, band. We've talked in the past, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're kind of just on our own. We're still trying to figure out our oh, own things. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's a little too, pr- it's a little premature to try and collaborate in that high level of a way. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're even exploring ways of, oh, can we feed high-quality audio through a soundboard? Yep. Um, is that is that a possibility? Yo, um, baby. That yeah. would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a lot of exploration mm-hmm. in the live space. And audio is something that we've just scratched the surface on. Mm-hmm. Even video is something we've barely scratched the surface on. Um, and just the fact that our devices have so much sensor data, we can track your uh, compass. We can track your latitudinal, longitudinal coordinates. We can figure out what position you are relative to another person that's broadcasting and using that data, what kind of visual experience can we create? And that, that the future of that is really exciting to us. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, um, you know, I think one of the first things when we, we first met you that we were talking about was, you know, the journalistic side of the mm. things and how, you know, this could be used to cover protests or sporting events or things of that nature. And, and you know, I, I, as it's said, there's really like you've barely scratched the surface here. Um, but, you know, how is how, you know, we have like five minutes left. But can you just take us a little bit on the journey of how how Loki has evolved kind of since we first talked? I mean, sure. what are, like what have like you've made some big strides, especially lately. Um but I know there were, you know, like any startup, there's always going to be hiccups in the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we've iterated on this countless times at this point. Um, but the main concept of it is always kind of stood the test of time. Um, let's see. So when I, yeah, when I was talking to you, we were really thinking about the uh, the live uh, broadcasting space in terms of capturing things like rallies and uh marches and actually ours just a, you're working with the yukon news crew so too, we're, pi- right? we're yeah. piloting loki with the uctv which is the yukon student television service and they actually used uh loki to cover a uh yukon student government hearing um a couple of weeks back which is really interesting to to see um so, so yeah, it, it, we're, we, we still see a lot of value in that. Really, it's been what this exploration has been, and that's been us talking to a ton of different types of organizations. And the question has been, what is the initial target market? Because we see this working in so many different areas. Like, we're trying this on a podcast right now. Um, who would have thought that you can – I mean, it's, it's interesting. We don't know if this, this could be, like, the main use case. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So it's been working with – uh, local bands. It's been working with news organizations, working with corporate events, um, and trying to find what is that, what is going to have the most stickiness that we can really build a loyal and awesome community around. Because that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's all about community. Yeah. Um, but resoundingly, from all fronts, from all different categories, the response has been this is really interesting. And this we see why like why wouldn't we use this right 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 <laughs> um, why why wouldn't we use this over facebook live or periscope when it's just it's as easy it's as affordable it's it's just a better experience from watching and creating 
Um, and that's kind of just been the main feedback we've received so far. This, again, we're very early on, and there's a lot of more exploration we need to do. Yeah. But uh, it's been a lot of um, working through the small features of the interface, obviously um, figuring out what works and what doesn't. Um, so so it's, it's been like a bumpy road, but overall the reaction from the outside has been extremely warm and welcoming for what we're doing. That's good. That's good. So what are, um, what are some asks that you have for like the community? Um, is there some next steps that are coming up? Any, any big events that you have kind of, you know, that are going to be coming up for uh, people to look out for? Sure. So, um, let's see the main the ask is just download the app, check yeah. it out. Um, if you have ideas for events or your own creative content that you'd like to see Loki used for, um, anything from live performances to organizing a rally, anything like that we're interested in exploring. And it's totally free to use if you want to, and we want to get involved with you. We want to work with creators mm -hmm. to explore this technology and how it can be used and how we can make it better for those types of people. Um, we do have a couple interesting events coming up. We actually are working with the CERC, uh, Connecticut Economic Resource Center, to cover their awards dinner that they have next Wednesday. Um, so you can tune in live Wednesday and watch that. Um, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Probably not before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are also, uh, ha we're also working, um, to cover an event for governor elect Lamont and the mayor in, uh, on December 11th. Um, so that's brand new that, that just happened a couple days ago. Which mayor? <laughs> I'm not totally sure. I wasn't given a lot of information on that. Okay. Like said, so governor and a mayor. Got yeah, it. There's a governor elect and a mayor elect. I'm not sure specific Got the it. specifics just yet. Uh, and we're collaborating again with One Time Weekend. Uh, we're collaborating with UCTV. There's, so we have a few really solid organizations that we're collaborating with and piloting with. So be be on the lookout if you download the app for some of those events that are coming And, and you can find the app on the, uh, the uh, Apple App Store. Yep, and the Google Play Store, right? Yes. The Google Play Store, however, Loki is more in a private beta stage. Got so it. there is a little bit of an invitation involved with that. Um, but iOS is totally public. Download it. Check it out. All you have to do is just create an account. Yeah. And what's your website? Loki.live. L-O-K-I dot L-I-V-E. All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Again. Yeah, thank you. Glad to see your journeys. Keep, keep it rolling, brother. Sounds good. Thanks, man. See ya. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. We would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make the show possible. See you next week.